Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon. Actually, it's going to be a Birdies and Beer show this time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to date us a little bit. I think this will drop uh, for us next week, Joseph. But um, it is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so for those of you that are listening today, I hope you had a great St. Patrick's Day. But uh, it's a pleasure to have Joseph Cortez on the show with us. He is the executive director of the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. So, Joseph, uh, cheers and welcome, sir. Cheers. Thanks, Cal and Dan. Cheers. Good to be with you. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So uh, I'm obviously in Georgia. I guess not obviously, but uh, for folks that know the show, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, just uh, just up the street from, I believe, one of your members in Eventide and, and a lot of other folks in the Grant Park area. So lots of really cool things that are happening in uh, the craft brewery world. And obviously, we're going to get into uh, kind of, uh, you know, what is the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild? More importantly, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Georgia Craft Brewers Festival that's going to be happening on April the 2nd at Atlantic Station. So I'm sure uh, that you're excited to have in-person events again, being the executive director, not having to do things virtually like we're doing today. Hopefully, we'll get to do this in person at some point. Uh, But Joseph, before we get too far into this thing, uh, how about you introduce yourself, maybe a little bio? Uh, How does one become the executive director of a craft brewers guild? Yeah, well, thanks again, Cal. Um, I've been the executive director of the guild, as we call it for short here in Georgia, for about two years. I started in March of 2020, about two weeks before our world was pretty much shut down here in the United States and certainly in Georgia for a little while. So it was a, it was a challenging time to come in, but um, uh, my background, especially as it relates to this job, isn't as much in craft beer and the craft beverage industry. I did really start getting into it a lot more, actually, coincidentally, before I went through the hiring process and the search process um, that the Guild undertook. Um, but the guild, and we could talk a little bit more about it, I'm sure, is uh, a, a major function of ours is advocacy. So advocating for better beer laws, um, working with the state legislature, uh, with elected officials, with, with uh, regulatory agencies. And that's a lot of my, of my background is working um, in advocacy and lobbying and public policy in different, in different ways, uh, both on the nonprofit side um, on the nonpartisan side, working in bipartisan ways to help push different issues and movements um, over the past several years in my career. Um, so this, you know, when the opportunity came up to uh, to lead the craft beer industry, uh, both from an advocacy standpoint, but also from an education standpoint and how we interact and really build the industry in the state. Um, it was something that I was, you know, really interested in, in, in the opportunity and kind of jumped at to go through the process. So you know, one thing led to another and, and here I am. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's a growing industry, like I said, and, uh, it's just, uh, the opportunity for me to, to, to help lead and take it to the next level was just uh, a no brainer for me. So yeah, glad to be here. Um, doing this work. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And it's, you know, it's what, it's pretty interesting and especially the area, I don't know, you don't have to say, but you know, the, the area that I live in, uh, you know, near the belt line, Grant park, you know, East side or West side, whichever way you want to look at it, plenty of, you know, whether again, mentioned even tide Monday night, uh, new realm wrecking by, I mean, you, you, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So I'm sure there's no shortage of participants in, uh, in the Georgia craft brewers guild, but you know, you mentioned taking the executive director's job in, uh, at the beginning of March and obviously no idea what was going to happen two or three weeks later. And, you know, here you sit now, uh, two years later, still in the position. So obviously you're doing, you're doing something right. And uh, again, we'll get into uh, the Georgia Craft Brewers Festival in a second, but I'd like to talk a little bit more about that advocacy and, you know, where you're, you know, what the guild actually does and what it does for craft brewers, because there's been no shortage, right? uh, Not not to be name dropping and and by by no means are we, Mm -hmm. uh, from the show standpoint, are are we trying to to represent any particular brewery? I like to try them all, right? I mean, there's a a, a different one for everybody probably. Um, But, you know, in, in kind of coming into this and 
and and Georgia has seen an influx. I don't know if that's a fair word to use, but there's no shortage of craft breweries that are around. I mean, think back in the day, right? I mean, many, many years ago when Sweetwater was kind of the only house in town and starting as a craft brewery, obviously, you know, that we, we kind of know where they sit today, but nobody's really hesitated with some of the laws and the, the restrictions that a brewery kind of gets or got uh, got attached to or that was attached to a brewery with just the, you know, we can make it and we can sell it for on-site um, consumption. We could sell it for, uh, you know, liquor store or, you know, uh, uh, maybe a C store or a, a grocery store. But there were a lot of limitations around what kind of happened with a distillery and what you could buy, what you couldn't, couldn't drink there. And, you know, we personally, right. for residents of Georgia, I mean, we saw a lot of those things change over COVID and, and is that kind of the guild? I mean, is, is that something the guild was there to, to help kind of bring to the forefront is, you know, we've got these, I'll call them small businesses for lack of a better term. And, and how do, how do we keep them in business? How do we make sure people can go? Cause we couldn't go to a restaurant and drink uh, limitations in, you know, where you couldn't, couldn't go outside, what places were open. And, you know, you still had people, families, uh, communities that were kind of, you know, attached and associated to these community craft brewers. And, and can you talk a little about that and kind of what the guild did? And and then as you want to, if you want to tack onto that, what stuck around, right? What, what was like a, Hey, this is a quick fix for us. And, and what has kind of been cemented in, Hey, we're changing the way people think about craft breweries. Well, I can say that, you know, when the, uh, the shutdown hit, which was relatively short lived in Georgia compared to other States, which was mostly good for us. Um, without getting into the policy and politics of, you know, COVID and shutdowns and everything. Um, we were a little more than a month, uh, but of course, as, as manufacturing facilities, our breweries could still operate and they could still get beer out the door. And some of that, you know, they really innovated around um, their to-go sales. You saw some really great innovations in and around Metro Atlanta and around the states with a lot of our breweries for how they were getting beer out directly to consumers in the way that they can, which are still a lot of limitations. And so I think one of the big takeaways is, you know, there as many breweries as you've seen pop up in Georgia throughout the past five years, which is an important number of five years, we are still one of the most restrictive states in which breweries can operate. So rewind really quickly five years ago, 2017, something called Senate Bill 85 was passed, which actually gave our Georgia breweries the uh, the, the privilege, the right to sell beer directly to consumers in their tap rooms for the first time ever. We were one of uh -huh. the last states to, quote unquote, allow breweries to sell their own product that they brew directly to their consumers in their tap rooms. Um, before, you know, you're, you're, you live here at least. I don't know if you're from here, Cal, but you probably knew the kind of ridiculous system that we were under uh, under the three-tiered system that we're, people had to come into a brewery and required to get these tickets for samples, and they went on a little tour, and they got little, they got to exchange their tickets for the little samples and their glass that they bought. That right, those were the free samples with their glass, and uh, we've moved, we've moved beyond that, which is great. And SB eighty-five was absolutely transformative. So we've seen probably about triple the amount of breweries in five years. You know, we're over one hundred and thirty actual brewery location. Some of that accounts for Monday night, for example, has two locations, so on and so yep. forth. Um, so it's been a great change. You know, fast forward to COVID, there was an opportunity for us to really make the case for uh, our small businesses, which is absolutely what I call them and what we consider them because they are all, for the most part, small businesses at some level. Uh, by and large, most of, our, most of our independent craft breweries here in the state. Um, to, to give them additional freedoms, to take, you know, additional additional restrictions and reins off of their ability to succeed. And really at the beginning of COVID, especially in, through COVID, not just succeed, not just survive, and, but survive, right? Survival yeah. was at stake. Um, you know, I'm sorry to say that in Georgia, we did not, uh, we did even temporary COVID relief did not... Uh, come the way of our breweries as we had hoped it would. We did ask for some things um, that we were not able to get, you know, the ability to deliver temporarily, for example. Um, but again, through, I think, the grit and determination and ingenuity and innovation of our breweries, um, they did well. They, they, they stuck through it. Um, we did not really have uh, 
uh, hardly any closures as a result of the pandemic. And again, I credit them for that. We certainly did work with the uh, with the administration here in Georgia to get them open sooner. Um, and you know, there there was some debate around whether or not our tap rooms could open after that you know month plus period with restaurants and other establishments, or they would be considered more bars. And, you know, given the manufacturing they have, given the on-site food that a lot of them have, especially brew pubs, which are considered restaurants, um, we were able to get some wins there in small ways. But um, a lot of opportunity for us to really continue to make the case for, uh, you know, some, some more rights and privileges for our breweries to be able to not just survive now, especially as we're moving out of COVID, but thrive across the state. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And a lot of cool things happened and, and transitioned, you know, it's, uh, uh, I hate to keep bringing up even time, but it's literally walking distance. So it, you know, kind of a regular stop for me, but Great you know, the, just the, yeah, yeah the, the things that they did with the, uh, you know, in, in, relocating, uh, the local farmer's market on Sundays and, you know, the outside space and, you know, I guess some, some forward looking and obviously I don't want to say taking a chance, but you know, they, that, you know, when they opened up, you know, they moved into a underdeveloped area that was, you know, in, in the beacon that was up and coming and it was going to get to, you know, there, there were obviously, you, you know, you could see where it was going, but, you know, for those folks to take a chance and kind of move in there and you know, I'm sure a little bit of a challenging period, other folks as well. Right. I mean, on, on the belt line, and things else that have, that are kind of thriving, not kind of that are thriving now that have other businesses around them to support that foot traffic. But yeah, lo- lots of, lots of, uh, of forward thinking in, in these craft breweries before we go any farther, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about what we were drinking. Uh, so, you know, in the, um, in the Irish stout, uh, I, I went with the, uh, wild heaven, smiling eyes to be sipping on for the show tonight so yeah so yeah which is uh which is quite good how about yourself well i am drinking a uh a great georgia brew uh out of our georgia beer day glass from uh from this year we actually did this program that we started last year but a few other states have done an annual just commemorative collectible pint glass um and you notice I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give up the name of the beer. Um, I feel like if I say what beer I'm drinking on a podcast, it's like instant controversy once this thing hits the airwaves. And you know, I'm choosing favorites. But just know that it's one of our, it's one of our local uh, Georgia craft breweries. Um, and there's so much, there's so many great breweries to choose from now. Um, I always encourage when people ask me what my favorite brewery is. Um, I'll, I'll certainly give some thoughts on what kind of beer I like, but I encourage people, especially if they um, are newer to craft beer, to just go out and, and try as much as they can. Because, you know, everybody's taste is different. Everybody might may find something they like here and there, or, you know, preferences are different uh, for beer styles. And we've got certainly folks around town and around the state that specialize in certain beer styles and certain types of brewing. So, um I think from a quality standpoint, Georgia has really come a long way uh, in terms of brewing great beer. And I, I think Dan's just drinking Guinness. He's in, uh, I'm sorry. I think he's drinking uh, Jameson. Yes, I am. I, I, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he went straight to the, uh, to the whiskey. So, uh, day. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's get, so you, you showed the glass. Um, yeah. And so let's, let's get into, um, we'll, I'll circle back a little bit more about the, uh, about the Georgia craft brewers guild, but let's talk a little about the Georgia craft brewers festival. It's going to be happening uh, at Atlantic station on April the 2nd. I think there's, uh, I don't know if it's, sold out yet or not i think there was a i saw a package deal there was some friday and saturday uh maybe some uh, some bundling of things going on there but uh, i i'll let the uh, professional take care of that and uh tell us about it what's happening there what's going on what can we expect thanks so we're, we're very excited about this this is uh uh the georgia craft brewers guild first festival and at least several years i think we've had at least one before we've been involved in a few other smaller festivals but this is ours. This will feature 100% Georgia Craft Brewers Guild members, which means it's going to be 100% beer brewed in Georgia, local independent craft breweries um, that will, you know, no, no big beer, no out-of-state beer, although there will be some collaborations we can, which we can talk about. A couple of them are with out-of-state breweries. Uh, we'll have a few guest wineries there, you know, Georgia 
Georgia wineries that um, will help with folks who uh, show up to a beer festival and like, oh, I don't like beer. Can I get some wine? Uh, unfortunately for those, for those folks, uh, although I love wine too. Um, but it, right now it's going to feature over 60 of our, of our member breweries, which is great, great participation rate, literally from around the state. So folks coming that may live in Metro Atlanta will probably get to try breweries from across the state that they may not typically get to get, get to try in the Atlanta market, or they may not even get to typically try at a, at a beer festival in Atlanta. We've really um, gone to great lengths to make sure that we get our folks beer here from, you know, coastal Georgia and South Georgia and rural South Georgia and, and North Georgia. We've got breweries literally on one end of the state from the other that will be represented here. So, I mean, it's a great opportunity for beer enthusiasts, beer lovers, and folks who want to come out and try what Georgia has to offer. Uh, and it is Saturday, April 2nd is the main festival day, but Friday April 1st, another thing that we're really excited about that makes this unique and not just another beer festival is we are actually having a collaboration competition as part of this festival. So what we did was we offered our members who enter the beer fest the opportunity to collaborate with somebody else. Now that somebody else could be anybody who they choose. It could be another in-state brewery. It could be a, a Georgia Guild member brewery. It could be a non-brewery. So for example, we've got a couple members, including Eventide, down the road from you who are doing uh, collaborations with a coffee company, oh, which cool. is really cool. Nice. Coffee roasters. Um, we have one, I think pecan collaboration, a couple of other a barbecue company collaboration with one of our breweries and a lot of other brewery to brewery collaborations. Some of which I think folks are going to be really excited about creature comforts and halfway crooks, for example, um, two folks that do a lot of uh, collaborations, especially out of state, but decided to collaborate with each other in state for this, you know, our festival um, Monday night and Firemaker is another example of a, of a collaboration. I know a lot of folks will be excited about over there on the, uh, on the West side. So we're going to be having this competition during the day, judging these beers that are entered. And then on Friday evening, we're actually going to have a special VIP preview session for folks who want to get a ticket for Friday and they get the first taste, the first crack at these collaboration brews. And we're going to announce uh, in front of that crowd that night, the first, second, and third, a gold, silver, and bronze for yes. our, our collaboration contest. So um, it makes it a little bit unique, you know, it shows the collaborative spirit of our industry, which is huge. And it also, you know, gets our folks to put a little skin in the game and, and uh, have some fun with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do folks get in? I mean, obviously if I'm a craft brewer, I probably know what the craft brewers, Georgia craft brewers guild is. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the pro I mean, how do I get involved in it? Is that when I'm getting set up, is that, are you reaching out to me or is there uh, advocates for the brewers guild that are, uh, that are coming and interacting with me? Am I reaching out saying, Hey, uh, I got this idea. I want to open up a brewery. I'm ready to get started. Am I kind of finding you? I mean, what, what does that process look like for the organization itself? And you know, the, the, the engagement it's a great question and it's uh it's sometimes it's a little bit of both and sometimes it's a lot of both depending on kind of what season we're in a lot of folks will recognize the guild which is great and they will reach out to us if they're a brewery in planning or if they're getting ready to open a brewery they know kind of the the services and the work that we do collectively for the industry and hopefully a value add for them as they open their brewery um, and we do go to folks as well i spend a good deal of the time uh, when we're not in legislative session, especially reaching out to new breweries that I see um, as much as I can keep up. We've had several more this year that are actually, some of them are catching me by surprise and I'll hear, you know, so-and-so brewery opened uh, this place and it just completely caught me by surprise. So I've got a little catch up to do, unfortunately, for those who don't necessarily reach out to us first, but we do some outreach. We want folks to know, you know, what the guild, what the guild means to them and how their voice more most importantly their voice is needed and wanted at the table and it makes us a better industry and it makes us frankly a more effective organization when we go to the capital advocate for them when we work on our initiatives like the beer festival um, you know that them having a booth there would make that festival a better booth we hope um, it would help make their business better um, and it would it would just help you know us all add to the flavor of georgia beer i like to tell people um, that our 
our local craft breweries across Georgia are part of what make our communities great places to live, work, and visit. And you know that sure. in the area that you're in. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the value that breweries bring to our communities and also the demand. Um, I probably don't go two weeks without hearing from a local development authority, a Main Street development authority, you know, a development committee in a local um, town, literally across Georgia, urban, suburban, exurban, rural, that reach out to us asking, you know, how can we work with y'all to get a brewery here? We're really looking for a brewery for this new development. So they've become anchors of development. Um, It's really, communities desire breweries, and we know also the impact that it has on the hospitality industry and on tourism. At the end of the day, I think that the Georgia Guild should be helping put Georgia on the map for, you know, an identifiable destination for craft beer. Just like if I were to ask people, name name a state that you identify with craft beer, folks would probably start saying, certainly in the region, North Carolina, you'd say Colorado, maybe you'd say New York or California, and maybe you'd even say Virginia. Um, you know, certainly the Richmond area has been kind of up and coming in the craft scene. Um, I think it should be Georgia sooner than later as well. Yeah, well, with the number of breweries that that we have, and uh, as you mentioned, continue to open up, right? I mean, I, I you know, I think it's uh, the um, uh, the independent uh, restaurant world, if you will. I mean, I'm thinking of folks like you know the things that the Wrecking Bar are doing. Uh, shit, the name escapes me right now. Over on uh, Edgewood Avenue, um, can never get a seat there. Staple, what the Staple House? Which you know the right things that those bigger fo- staff, which is actually. Right. I don't know if you've been bigger staff just opened a couple months ago, um, a new brew, a new uh, brew pub right next to Staple House, actually. Yeah, well, that's so. That's the. I was trying to think of the name of the brewery. I I could I could picture it, and I yeah. got Staple House. So, but yeah, but bigger staff. I mean, you know, those things are popping up. Kind of. I don't want to say they're popping up because I I you know there's definitely. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're establishing these for some longevity, right? It's not a, Hey, we're, you know, here we are for a minute. I mean, it is trying to, uh, you know, establish, uh, you know, that foothold in the community of, of where they are, but and to your point, it's like, hey, which one should I go to? Uh, you know, my thought process is, well, what part of town are you going to be in? Right. And and let's start from there, right? Because you, you're you're likely going to be in a situation where uh, you get your Uber to, you know, that landing spot. And you're probably walking to as many as you can actually hold at that point, you know, moving forward. Yeah. So it's a, a really, yeah, it's a really, really good time, uh, really good location and, and area. And we're talking about Atlanta, but, you know, I'm, we're talking about kind of downtown specifically or, or the, the uh, inner metro area. But, you know, again, you no matter where you go, uh, draw a 60, 80 mile radius, right? And then, you know, give it another 90 or 10 or 20 miles. And then you start to hit kind of the, the foothills, et cetera, right? Or down to Macon. And, and now you've just done the same thing and you've got a whole new uh, new experience for yourself. So, yeah, yeah re- really cool thing. So uh, let, me, let me go back to um, uh, the Georgia craft brewers guild festival for a second and you know obviously we kind of know what's happening and we're starting we've seen things open up we're starting to see a lot more interaction uh whether i don't know last weekend it snowed this weekend it's probably (laughs) going to be really nice so you know we're in that kind of spotty time in in atlanta where it could go one way you know just wait a day if you don't like the weather it's going to change one way or the other um what else is in store right are there and i it's a lot of it's a lot of work. I've never put on a beer festival, uh, but I, I've been to plenty. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of movement, a lot of inter- a lot of actions, lots of permits, et cetera, that have to go on. Uh, what does the rest of the year, if you can give us a little insight for uh, the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild and and what's that that uh, how do I interact and get to more events that you're having or that you're engaged with? Well, we are coming out of uh, you know not having as many, especially public events. Um, a lot of our events are kind of industry focused. So, for example, we've got a, some. If you're if you're a brewery and you are a member, or if you're not a member, we'd love for you to become a member so you can engage in things like our fall symposium and trade show, where you get to come and have you know a full day of uh, of educational opportunities. And um, it's all, there's also a social aspect to it. But we also have as part of that the trade show where you can literally come and walk into a room and have brewery vendors at your fingertips that you can talk to, whether it's from 
you know, your tanks or your supplies or your ingredients, your malt and your hops, um, all the way to your natural gas provider um, at your fingertips. So, yeah, there's the there's the industry focused events, but we are trying to really incorporate more public events as well for, you know, the supporters of, of our industry and beer enthusiasts and just the general public who want to enjoy craft beer. The beer festival is one. Um, I expect we'll probably be partnering on some other uh hopefully other beer festivals in the past. We had a great relationship with Decatur Beer Fest in the past. Um, yep. I, I'm not exactly sure what direction they're going. I, I hope they'll be back up and running um, this year, if not next year. I've got to check in with those folks. But, um, you know, part of it is also just for us, we went from a really small organization and we're still a pretty small organization, but growing with the industry. So we'll continue to build out our capacity as we as we grow and hopefully are able to grow our grow our budget and our bandwidth for more offerings that we can have, not just for our industry folks, but for the public. Georgia Beer Day is yeah. a big one, I will say. that we, It just happened two weeks ago. We got lucky. It was a beautiful day, but that's more brewery-based. That's a huge opportunity for us to, you know, there's, there's something physical that you can grab and, and get your glass and support your brewery. But just the mentality and the idea behind it of getting out and supporting this cause, um, I think, is our, our breweries, I was getting reports from out there, you know, from our members, that was just one of the biggest volume days that they've seen. Um, now, of course, you know, the weather can take partial credit. I'll give the weather partial credit for that. But I do think that we hopefully played a, a, a good role in, in helping drive additional foot traffic and energy and excitement on that day. Sure. So you mentioned a couple things earlier about just some of the uh, some of the industry events, and and I brought up earlier. You know, if I'm if I'm looking to open up a brewery, and not that I am, I don't know. Maybe I am sometime some point down there. Who, who knows? Uh, but if I'm looking to do that, right, and I, I've you know maybe uh, maybe it's a hobby, maybe I've got some capital, whatever the scenario may be, and I'm thinking like ah, this is a direction I want to go, and and maybe it's helping to build a community. Uh, you, the the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. That, is that a resource that's kind of going to help me navigate the processes? Obviously, I'm going to need, you know, there, there, there are things that you're not going to do, but is that a starting point to at least you're going to help me kind of get that roadmap kind of set up so I can start through that Absolutely. process? Absolutely. So we have a brewery and planning membership, and part of that is you get access to some of those resources that help you do just that. So, for example, we have a, a, a alcohol, a beverage alcohol attorney who specializes in, you know, beer laws and, and alcohol laws who runs a discount program for guild members. Um, same thing with, you know, all of the, your banking needs. You're going to find folks that can help you specifically with, you know, brewery lending programs um, to, you know, work on that, getting the capital and getting what you need to get up and running construction uh, folks that work specifically with, our breweries and building new breweries and tap rooms and build outs and stuff like that, who know how to build a, 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 an actual brew house and get that you know, built out where you can get your tanks and your brewing system in there. Um, so all of those different things are, are part of what also the guild. Now, folks, if they wanted to go out and piecemeal that together and do it themselves, which some people do, you can certainly do it. But we've got it all under one roof, and we also have programs throughout the year where we'll have brewery and planning workshops. A lot of those have been virtual the past couple of years, but we've done we've done a few um, that specifically focus on you know opening a brewery 101, brewery boot camp, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that is one of the ways that we offer folks um, an opportunity to help help make their business better, but also get them up and running for if when they do decide that they are wanting to open a brewery or are interested in opening a brewery. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right, whether it's uh, whether it's starting out as a hobby or an interest, I mean, ultimately it becomes a business and, you know, the faster you can start uh, getting getting profitable uh, revenue in the door, right? I mean... And, you know, frankly, part of what... Um, I, I don't really see this as, as our main role. It's not our job to weed folks out, quote-unquote, but... I think part of the value of the guild is also that they have access to other breweries that have, that have, you know, walked down that road, that have learned the hard lessons. And sometimes folks that may have thought, oh, this, you know, brewing beer and trying to make money off of it sounds fun. You know, they go through, they kind of run the gauntlet with us and, and, uh, and the process and realize, 
maybe I just like to drink beer and brew beer at home. And maybe this isn't the best idea for me. You know, that's part of it as well. Um, one quick event I want to tell you guys about, we don't, we don't have it yet, but, um, you know, given your podcast, we're actually really, really interested in looking hopefully this year, if not next year to start a, a golf tournament. We've been working with a couple of different folks who want to start a golf tournament. Just, uh, the, basically the Georgia craft brewers golf tournament, call it like the craft brewers cup, something like that. So, uh, you know, would love to stay in touch with you guys and, and get your feedback on that as we hopefully put something together. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, they, if that was a, if that was a question, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not idea. that it is. And nobody ever says yes twice. <laughs> Sometimes they say maybe the second time, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the first yes is always the best. Yes. So, uh, yeah, great idea. Uh, again, I mean, what goes better on the golf course than, uh, you know, a nice cold beer on a warm summer day. No. I couldn't really. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it goes hand in hand and, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, at, at heart, you know, grew up in East Tennessee where craft beer wasn't a thing and, uh, had plenty of craft brewers on the show and, you know, it's, um, uh, yeah, I often find myself reaching for, and to your point, maybe I'm not going to the distillery, maybe I'm drinking something there, but I, I'm always looking uh, to try something new. And I think that's a really cool thing about what's happening. Not, Georgia, yes, is specifically what we're talking about, but you know, all these folks are trying to make sure that they're staying relevant and uh, and experimentation, right? I mean, there's, uh, there, there's so many different, whether it's, I don't want to say flavored, sometimes that gets a bad connotation, but, uh, but there's, uh, different ingredients that people are using to try and, you know, keep things, uh, kind of mixing it up and giving people new experiences where maybe you're not a beer drinker and you want to go down, you know, you want to give this certain flavor a try and, and, uh, yeah, de- definitely great options in Georgia golf tournament sounds lots of fun. We'd love to be involved at any aspect that we can man we'd we'd uh, we'd appreciate and welcome that opportunity so um so uh let, let me let's talk a little more business we'll get into some fun stuff so you know the um the georgia craft brewers guild you've been here for a couple of years uh obviously probably during some of the most trying times that you could have been what's the is, is there a lot of interaction with other uh and we we definitely talk a lot about whiskey and bourbon and spirits on here uh had our talk their fair share of uh, uh, brewers as well. What's the interaction look like with other states and guilds that are out there? And, and how do you guys kind of interact and, and help to promote each other? If you do. That's a great question. Um, I was literally on a call with other state guilds before this podcast. <laughs> so we actually, um, most of us talk to each other uh, every two weeks. We used to do it every week during the, during the, um, uh, the, the core of the, of the pandemic and of COVID, especially when times were really tough and we were all stuck at home, we were talking to each other sometimes more than once a week, but um, the Brewers Association, which is the national kind of trade association counterpart to our state guilds, um, they provide a lot of support for us and they help facilitate a lot of these calls. Um, so we're, we're constantly sharing best practices, sharing Intel, um, you know, we, we gather at the Brewers Association annual craft brewers conference, which is actually coming up in Minneapolis, um in may we gather at the great american beer festival which is you know the largest beer festival i believe in north america um in denver in the fall um that was actually the public portion of that's been canceled for a couple of years but that's going to be back this year so there's a lot of support i would say that the collaborative nature that you see in the actual in the actual industry in our breweries really extends to guilds as well um, and with, I would lump the Brewers Association, the National Association, in with that. And um, we really are all trying to collectively help each other move the football down the field in terms of, you know, being a growing industry, the policy front, the advocacy front. Um, we're, we really all do support each other and rely on each other, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you mentioned some great, uh, some great events there and I'm sure the Georgia craft brewers festival is going to be, uh, is going to be just that and uh, on par with those events. And, you know, as it continues to grow, people get outside and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, it's going to be, a, an annual event that people will look forward to visiting. So, uh, so I, this one, maybe I said, no curveballs. It, it's not a curveball, but as, as we kind of talk, you know, things kind of come into my mind. I'm, I'm thinking about so and 
uh, who were we on with? Uh, irrelevant, but we were on with a brewery a few weeks ago, and we were talking about uh, hazy IPAs. And so I may get a little nerdy and a little too specific and we can move on if need be. But I'm like, what's the hazy IPA kind of thing look like? And I'm not talking specific to a hazy IPA, but I mentioned some of the other like ingredients that people are infusing, you know, as, as peach season comes around in Georgia, you'll see some peach infused beers. Mm. Uh, there's a, a great, uh, like cherry street up in Alpharetta. They make this coconut Porter that is to die for that comes around during the fall season. So lots of kind of unique things to maybe the other people are doing, but, but what does the guild, does the guild do anything from the perspective of, Hey, here's kind of where the profiles of beer are today. And here's where the industry is kind of going, or here's what's next, or here's what's coming. Is that anything that you're, that the guild gets involved in, or is that more kind of, uh, kind of around the table talk when you guys are meeting and, 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 you know, having events? Yeah, it's another good question. We don't get as directly involved in a lot of that. I think is just um, you know the nature of of where we're at and what our priorities are, and again our capacity and bandwidth. Um, the Brewers Association gets into a little bit more of that and really gets into beer styles. They host the Great American Beer Festival, which is um, also incorporates a huge competition. Um, it's one of the most prestigious beer competitions um, in the world, certainly North America, um, right up there with World Beer Cup. And, you know, they break it down by all the different styles and their style guidelines. And um, we do we do host some educational opportunities that go into, you know, the basic of, basics of brewing, core ingredients, something like that, things like that. We don't really um, wade in as much to that. And some folks, frankly, wish that we would a little bit more uh, as kind of a quality control. But, you know, we like to we like to give folks the basics and kind of let them let them run with it in their own business model. And, uh, you know, the consumer is the ultimate uh, beer judge in my mind. And, sure. um, you know, I, you've got folks who are fanatical about the core ingredients of beer, and we all know pretty much what those are. Um, I think there's, if I remember correctly, there's four of them. I'm getting a little bit <laughs> above my pay grade here in terms of <laughs> I'm not the technical guy. Whereas, like you said, you have folks that innovate and will add whatever ingredient they can into beer and uh folks will folks will drink it up and um you know i say if if there's a if there's a if there's a consumer demand in response to that you know let folks innovate and um it's 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 pretty much at the end of the day between them and their uh and their consumers and their customers yeah, yeah, sure. So, Joseph, uh, we uh, we don't want to cut you short, uh, but we don't want to yeah. keep you all night either. I'm sure you've got better things to do. Uh, but we're going to get to know Joseph a little better. But before we do, uh, tell us how people can uh, how can people find out about the guild? Uh, how can people find out about the festival and uh, you know when it's happening, et cetera? And then uh, then we'll get to know the executive director a little bit. Awesome. Well, we happen to have the longest uh, website URLs you've ever probably heard. So <laughs> I, I would honestly just tell people to Google Georgia Craft Brewers Guild or Georgia Craft Brewers Festival. But if you really want to know the, the, the websites, it's our guild website is www.georgiacraftbrewersguild, all spelled out, .org. Same with the festival. It's www.georgiacraftbrewersfestival.com. Those are really long, lots to type out. Uh, so I would just Google each of those Georgia guild, Georgia craft brewers festival. Um, real quick, I'd be remiss if I didn't say we're also working with Atlanta beer festivals on this. So you mentioned the logistics and the ins and outs of a beer festival. I'm lucky in that we've got a partner that are pros at this and they run beer festivals throughout the year. So you can also go to the web, their website to find the, uh, uh, the, the fest it's Atlanta beer festivals.com. Um, so yeah, that's how you find us, you know, Instagram, all the usual spaces and places, uh, Facebook, Twitter would love the follow on Instagram would love to follow on Facebook. Um, and I guess Twitter, if you're still into that. I mean, who, who's not, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Be, be sure to go follow, uh, the Georgia craft brewers guild and festival. Great things happening. Uh, you know, fun chat with you. We're not done yet. Uh, also the festival will be happening on April the 2nd at Atlantic station. Looks like a fun filled event. It's the, you know, looking through the website, it's the who's who of craft brewers in Georgia. Uh, I would say, you know, I've drank, 
I'd like to say I've drank beer from all 50 states. That'd probably be a lie, but I've drank a lot of beers from a lot of states. And I think that uh, what's happening in Georgia in the craft brewery world is second to none. And in fact, we, you know, a lot of people come to town and they've already got a checklist of, I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to go to this one. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's this time of year. They're having this release. So, you know, it, it's a lot of things that are happening in, uh, you know, maybe some more uh, saturated is not the right word. Maybe some more mature mature uh crapper remarkets uh, you know not that not that what's happening in georgia is not mature but i think we've definitely seen in the past you know we mentioned it earlier that you know five plus years uh craft brewing is definitely on the rise and, and we're seeing a lot of folks that are opening and establishing uh you know some great great community spots where you can go have a good time responsibly have a great beer and uh yeah uh yeah get, get out and and, uh, and have a beer maybe a bourbon if it, uh, if it were to go your way. And I love bourbon uh, too. So I'm always <laughs> down for a good bourbon. Ooh. All right. So this is not scripted other than uh, pretty much at the beginning of every show. I say no curveballs until I figure out <laughs> something that might be a curveball and I, I throw it out there. But uh, but no curveballs. Uh, once again, I think I threw my only one out there. Uh, so when you're not drinking beer, uh, it doesn't have to be bourbon. Uh, but well, let's go with two. Let's go with two things. So if you're not drinking beer and you're going to go for something a little different, you mentioned earlier you're a wine drinker and you said you like bourbon. Uh, what's a go-to bourbon and a go-to wine for you? Ooh, I'm a little better on the bourbon, and not nearly as good. I'm just looking at your shelves behind you. Uh, one looks. I can't tell if both of them are real. Neither of them are real. One of them looks You'll real. never know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. For sure. Uh, but uh, I, I'll tell you, I've been, um, for a long time, I've actually really enjoyed Maker's Mark. I just, okay. uh, the taste profile on it um, has just always done me really well. Um, I, I will drink Bullet often if I'm out, um, either on the rocks or even as with a little bit of a mixer. I'm sorry if I'm offending your you. Your bourbon crowd mixing things with my bourbon. But uh, I'll tell you one bourbon that I actually recently got when I had our our little baby, our second child, in uh, December. Some buddies of mine got me, I believe, Calumet Farm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah, Calumet Farm, yeah, for sure. Calumet Farm 12-year, and I I think it was Um, 12-year. You know, a great great bourbon. Definitely will, uh, will will put hair on the chest. Um, if you don't, if you don't have any, um, luckily I've got, yeah. So that, that's, that's, uh, I was going to say, luckily I've got, I, I don't need any help with uh, the extra hair there, you know, a little too much information for your listeners, but, uh, <laughs> uh we, 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 like all the information and back to your point about, uh, offending people that don't, Hey, the whiskey you like is the whiskey you like and the way you like to drink it, man. There, there's nothing That's wrong right. with, uh, there, there's nothing wrong with other than in the glass. We see a lot of people doing these bottle chug kind of things. I mean, I may have been oh, guilty man. of it a time or two, but I'm like, Hey, you know, just put it in a glass. I, I don't need, I don't need to do the bottle chug things. So. Yeah. And, and, and wine, I don't, uh, I'd love to get more into, uh, you know, great wines, but I, I know what I like and mostly drier red wines. Um, Enjoy enjoy a good cab Merlot, cab Sav, um, even sometimes into the you know Shiraz and uh, Italian wines, all of all of the red ones especially, yeah. um, and some white as well. Enjoy a good Chardonnay every once in a while. Very sure. Good. Yeah. Shameless, shameless plug. Uh, no intent here on behalf of the guild, but on behalf of us, uh, you mentioned bullet, and you know when it comes to bullet, I I don't drink a lot of bullet until. Uh, it's kind of single barrel release season. And then you start to hit those kind of 10 year ish single barrel stuff. Uh, my friend's bottle shop across the street. Fantastic. They they got it. They got a fantastic 10 year, lots of other, uh, lots of other folks. Uh, it was a really, really great year for uh, the bullet single barrels. Uh, and you can find them in almost any liquor store worth their salt in the, in the Georgia area. So some, some really good, uh, good things coming from bullet out this year. So, uh, not to make it about that. All right. Uh, so you mentioned maybe a golf tournament coming up in the, in the Georgia, uh, craft brewers guilds future. Are you a golfer? I you don't have to be a good one. No, I am a golfer. I try. Uh, that's about the extent. If you ask me what I golf, I'll never tell. Uh, 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 you know, you'll have to find it out yourself. And, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've given a good crack at it. Um, on and off. I've been golfing since probably I was in high school. 
Um, wasn't very consistent for a long time, but you know, the past couple of years, I've gotten to get out there a lot more. That's the one thing about COVID golf courses were wide open, um, and busy as y'all know, um, really busy. It was hard to get on. Uh, so yeah, golf for me is I'm sure with a lot of folks is definitely a love hate relationship. Um, I love watching golf. I actually went out to the waste management open, uh, this year which was oh, nice. a wild experience. I see your master's hat very different from a master's experience. Um, night, very- night and day, man. It's like, it's like a hockey versus, uh, <laughs> okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what to compare it to. I'd like a, like a, yeah. uh, a bridge match or something. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I do enjoy golf and I'd, I'd love to be a better golfer and, you know, I enjoy getting out there and, and playing with good folks and uh, not necessarily good golfers, but good folks and drinking good beer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The hang is almost as good as the, uh, as the, as the golf itself. So, uh, yeah. definitely that, that gregarious act of, uh, enjoying a pour or two and, uh, you know, spending some time outside. If you're playing in the Atlanta area, if you wanted to share where, uh, where are you playing at? You know, I play, um, at a lot of, uh, a lot of folks, a lot of places around Cobb County. Um, okay. I, I, and I've played kind of at all up, you know, if you're familiar with the Windy Hill area, Fox Creek, yep. you know, a lot of shorter sure. courses. I've got some friends actually uh, own Dogwood Golf Course, which is a little bit yeah. off the beaten path over in uh, Powder Springs or so, somewhere down there. Um, I played Bobby Jones. I've played, uh, I've actually played one time for a, for a, a charity tournament, um, Piedmont Driving Club, which was an amazing experience. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, probably the, uh, maybe the only time I play there, probably one of the best courses I may ever get to play. Um, and then, you know, here and there around, around Metro Atlanta. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what about dining? So if I'm coming into town, uh, we, I, I won't stick you on the brewery side. Uh, but, but just as far as dining goes, where are you sending me to eat? So I'm going to be in town a couple of nights and maybe I've never been, maybe I've been before. I don't know, however you want to take it, but where are you sending me to go eat at in the Atlanta area? We actually had it for our symposium, a, uh, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on what you call the barrel guys. Uh, what their, what their trade is called. The guys who do like the, you know, who make the barrels oh, for Coopers. 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 Yeah. We had a guy from a Cooperage up in Maine, uh, hmm. actually down here for our give a presentation on barrel aging for beer. And he brought his girlfriend from the Northeast and he said, we want to go out to a nice steak dinner. Where should we go? And I sent him to little alley because, you know, I've, I've enjoyed little alley. I've actually only been to the one up in downtown Roswell, which is a great little foodie spot. Um, me too. Yeah. So I send folks, uh, if they're looking for a good steak, um, I've never gone wrong with little alley hmm, Nice. and then yeah. you know, uh, so many other places in between, um, that I'm probably even drawing a blank on some of my favorite spots around town that, you know, now that I have two little ones, it's, uh, those trips have become less frequent, unfortunately, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Little Alley. Good for sure. Great steak. Uh, great whiskey selection. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to go wrong with that placement. They got a bone in filet there. That's, uh, that is absolutely to die for. Uh, yeah, it's good. Dan, what you got for it? Where's the best uh, beer place to, to, um, go in Atlanta, like from a bar perspective, who's got the best selections. Oh, there's so many great beer bars. Um, you know, the, the, the standards uh, would be, you know, Porter Beer Bar. Mm. Um, and they've been very supportive of the industry and of breweries for such a long time. Um, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm brain farting here on, on our, our great beer bar in Decatur, which both one of you will hopefully help me on. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah. It's right on the square. Uh, right on the that's square. That's actually one of my favorite restaurants that I'm also uh, at a lapse here. Uh Golly, I was just thinking about going there the other day. I'm brick like, store. I gotta go back there. I took brick, brick store, store pub. pub. Yeah, brick store yeah. pub. They've been and they, you know, were, in, were involved and actually ran the Decatur Beer Fest. So, um, oh, wow. uh, brick store. They've got a great cask beer bar upstairs, Cascale Bar upstairs now. Um, you know, I'm up here in Cobb County in downtown Marietta's had a great spot for a few years now. Two Birds. They have a great beer um, rotation. A lot of great you know, beer 
uh, retailers that that serve and have a great list and support Georgia beer. Um, Poor Tap Room on the Beltline, I know, does really well with uh, supporting Georgia beer. Uh, there's a place, and I'm drawing a blank, but I would love for folks to look it up now that I'm mentioning it. We got some outreach from them last year. It's in Thomaston. I'm sorry, Thomasville, Georgia. And it's 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 a it's a beer craft focused bar. I think they also do craft cocktails with a bike shop in it as well. Cool. And I draw a blank on the name, but even places around you know Georgia once you get out of Metro Atlanta. But uh, yeah, those are a few of the of the ones that I'm familiar with and have enjoyed. Nice. Uh, I got I to look it up now. You've, yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> I gotta gotta figure out what that is. I don't know. What the come back hubs and hops? Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, hubs and hops is what I find. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, hubs and uh, hubs and hops. Yeah, yeah, could be it. Yeah, hubs and hops tap rooms. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, enough of that madness. Uh, what did we miss, uh, Joseph Cortez? Uh, what else do you need to share with us and uh, and the listeners? Uh, obviously, get out to the Georgia Craft Brewers Festival on April the second. Um, I'll let you take it away. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys. It's been fun. Um, the fest is a big opportunity to support what we're doing. Um, you know, proceeds will go towards the 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 work of our of our nonprofit, the guild, and supporting the industry. Um, there's there's opportunities to support us also on on the policy front. You know, beer is uh, beer is bipartisan, and that's one thing I love about beer is you can uh, you can sit down and have a conversation with folks. It's it's a great uniter. Uh, and that's really what I want to leave you with. Um, it's uh, we've, it's been a tough couple of years, and uh, we, the, if you if you turn on the evening news now, um, it seems like it, it. COVID may not be the headlines, but obviously there's some other tough stuff there in the headlines that folks are dealing with across the world, and um, it doesn't uh, it doesn't make issues go away, but I think it helps us have great conversations and unites us, which we need more than ever. So. To that, I would just say cheers to cheers to beer and cheers to Georgia beer. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go get yourself a uh, Georgia craft brew. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. cheers.